Hello everyone and welcome to our table and the inaugural episode of the Rolling in the Geek podcast. I am Ken Brown and I will be your Dungeon Master. I will introduce my co-conspirators here in just a moment, but I wanted to share a bit about the world before we get going. Uh, first note, we are using the 5th uh, edition rule set for Dungeons & Dragons, but here we go. The world we are about to enter is named Riven, the Shattered Continent. What was once a tyrannical dragon-ruled supercontinent was reduced to a mass of islands and subcontinents separated by powerful and dangerous magical ley lines. Scars left on the world by the Cabal of Magi who smote the last dragon tyrant, Cyraxus. They are traversed only by those brave enough to use them for transportation in reinforced airships or the highly regulated system of trains ran by the central government. Now Riven is a virtual utopia. Cities thrive on the shattered remnants of the supercontinent, protected from war and invasion by the leyline borders. Monsters are rare, and attacks by them are rarer still, and those who fight them are a novelty. Even the civilized ancestors of the feral are looked upon with mit mistrust and fear. People are generally happy and peaceful, but dark things are stirring and riven. The idyllic mining town of Iron's Edge has reported attacks by fearsome creatures and has called out for help from anyone who could wield a weapon and offered the bounty of their mountain as payment. Who will answer the call? Nobody's answering the call! <laughs> uh, Thought we were rolling well, for initiative. Uh, so yeah, let us roll for initiative to see who is going to be introducing themselves. So can my co-conspirators please roll for initiative? Fifteen. Give me a second. I put my dice away because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for you. It's okay. 17 i did it on an app <laughs> but i got a 17 all right Bitches. well you are introducing yourself first so please tell us who you are hello i'm nick simpson and i will be playing the alacocra monk as we've so aptly named him he's harcos pissarro harcos was an unwanted oddity obtained by a band of pirates in a bad deal uh as they were sailing the ley lines as it were uh, he's an Alacocra because he's little baby Al Aracocra. They thought they were going to be getting a dragon egg in the deal, but as time went on and it hatched, uh, twas merely an Alacocra that they were given, and they were quite upset, as you might expect. So they ended up pawning the little Alet off on a monastery that they frequented for trading goods. It's the sanctuary of Okaido. Harcos was raised there for all five of his years, all five of his years so far. Excuse me. Uh, with all of the monks there. He did on occasion visit with the pirates over the years as they came back to trade goods, but he was a very diligent student and did all the training and practice that was asked of him. But he always had that hint in the back of his head that he felt like there was more for him to do. There was something else he should be doing than just sitting in this monastery. Uh, so that's exactly why one night, while looking out over the cascading water around the sanctuary, he heard a squire come by and make the monastery known of a local village looking for help with a monster problem. So, 
Harko slunk off in the night to hopefully find his purpose in this wide world. Awesome. Uh, so the first thing I really love this is because the, the dragons are a big deal because the, the dragons were tyrants over this world for such a long time. And the, the trade in any kind of like dragon goods or a dragon egg, it'd be like seriously black market stuff. And, and this would have been like a, a huge deal for this, this gang, this, these pirates, because it could have pretty much, they could have hatched this dragon egg and either sold it and retired or just had protection from the rest of their lives. So it's a, that's a really cool idea there. And I, I really love it. So a uh, couple of questions here really quick. I uh, did uh, uh, just a curiosity. Did you ever go on the ship with these pirates? You said that you went and you kind of talked to them and stuff and that they maybe, you know, they showed you some things. Did you ever go and like actually go on the ley lines with them? Did you ever have a little pirate girlfriend? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, he definitely, he, uh, Harkos has lied to his monk brethren on occasion to show off that he definitely has met a pretty little kobold on the pirate ship, but the monks know of this pirate crew <laughs> and they know there are no pretty little kobolds, so they know that he's full of it, but he still sticks to his story that she's, she's a stowaway. <laughs> no one knows about her. Even the pirates don't know about her. Um, but he's totally been caught out in a lie. Uh, but as far as going places with them, I, I I think there was uh, there had to have been a time that as he explored more of like what these pirates were about and he was so curious about what else was out there he did try and stow away and sneak off with them once but they never actually got anywhere so he's technically been out on the ley lines but it was one of those like they got about 20 minutes out and they were like what the heck we've already we've been through this we don't want you on the boat and they dumped him back off at the monastery it was very um, serendipitous in a way uh, but I, other than that I don't think he's really gone on any adventures as much as he would have liked to up until the call for help from the village. Okay. Uh, did you ever like pester the, the, the monks or anybody at the monastery about who your parents were? I, or, uh, or like, did you ever get to meet the pirates that brought you or anything like that? Oh, like the Dickens. He, uh, he was, he was on them like, I don't know, like white on rice. Uh, he he definitely, as he, because uh, like like you said when you were introducing Riven, it's it's not it's not a very crazy continent, and like the the monstrous type races, I guess you could say, aren't super common. So his monastery is not full of Aracokra, let alone Alacokra. Um, so. He he wanted to know. He's like, where did I come? Like, why am I here? Where did I come from? And he had to pester the the head monks for so long. And eventually, it was actually some of the like the second and third tier monks that got sick of hearing his questions. That were just finally like, pirates left you here. They they didn't want you because they thought you were a dragon, and they just dumped you here. And that's when he kind of started like hanging out with the pirates and trying to get a feel for like who might have dropped him here and like who sold like what what who was on the other end of the deal that like gave him, but the pirate, I mean, they're pirates. They didn't, they didn't care. They were just like, yeah, kid, we didn't want you. Like it was just, it's, it's a trick of the trade. We got screwed. We dropped it here. Sorry about you. And so he doesn't really have a ton of info on, on the parent side of things. It's definitely one of those things that's going to be at the back of his head. Very stereotypical adventure. Can't have a good childhood. If you want to be an adventurer, it's kind of, in the, <laughs> it's in the rule book. So got to stick by that. Uh, but it is, it is something that he did. <laughs> <laughs> it is something that he he has delved into, uh, but to no avail, sadly. 
Okay. All right. So can our other co-conspirator and peanut gallery during Harkos's introduction please <laughs> introduce himself? Someone had to ask the girlfriend. Uh, I'm Brad Konauer. I'll be playing the Forge Cleric, Trevor Ironjaw. Uh, Trevor was born with a knack for the forge. His family pushed him to become a blacksmith and sent him to train in the town of Firebend. After many years of training, however, Trevor had other plans. Started his own shop, Trevor's Tin Glazed Terracotta. His work became world-renowned, but uh, he was never in it for gold. He simply wanted to see people happy. Even though his art was highly valued, he still made sure that he kept things that even Grandma would love to collect. All right. Uh, so, couple of questions here. I think the most important one is, uh, does your character have a comb-over because he is uh, in his 30s? <laughs> Definitely a comb-over. He's uh, bald and neat, but he know. just doesn't want anybody to know about it. Yeah. He, he doesn't, and it's like a super obvious comb over too. Like he's, he's borderline, uh, uh, Friar Tuck up cool. top, but, uh, but he combs it over, you know, so kind of, kind of a, a mismatch because he's not your big bulky blacksmith you see in, the, in all the fantasy pictures, but he's pretty toned, decent looking dude, beard, you know, but he's got, he's got a comb over. It's, it's classy. I just uh, like that your pot dealer deals to grandmas <laughs> as well as the general public. <laughs> yes, yes, my, my pot dealer God deals to grandmas it. also. You gotta keep everybody happy. <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> fuck. Uh, uh, the, the first, you know, I guess non-important question, I mean, not compared to the comb-over, uh, is... <laughs> is uh, is there anything important compared to the comb over question? That's that's shaky, uh, but it sounds like it sounds like Trevor had a pretty good life in Firebend. So, what much. happened to make him leave to pursue adventure? Well, you know, most of the people that come through a shop are either little old ladies or high class, probably pretty snooty people, and one day a. Uh, shadier guy came in and he uh, requested that uh, Trevor make him a war hammer to wield in battle so his enemies would see something beautiful before they perished. And Trevor was honored but respectfully refused because he's not for violence. It angered the man and the man left. A uh, few days passed though and, and Trevor got curious that, you know, if he could even make a weapon, because he's never, he's never tried. All he's ever done is, you know, the things he enjoyed. So he decided that night when the shop was closed that he'd attempt to make this warhammer, and it was like the metal heard him. And in a matter of a few hours, he he made this glorious warhammer, and uh, he called it Ard Anim, which is dwarvish for master's soul. Because every great weapon has a name, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he decided to hide it because no one needed to know that he made a weapon. Because that's that's not him. That's not his his style. 
So he's a pot dealer. A few months passed. Because he's a pot dealer, right? He's he's very passive. He's like, you really you need know, to come up twice? Really laid. <laughs> did it, it really did laid it? back. God damn it. <laughs> May not have, but it did. <laughs> so anyways, a few a few months passed, and again, the stranger returns, but this time he's got friends with him. And he asks the same question, and Trevor turns him down again. And it, it just wasn't uh, what they wanted to hear. So... They chased everybody out of the shop and beat Trevor within an inch of his life and lit the shop on fire, which is pretty much everything, you know, his entire life. And uh, he thought he was going to die there um, until a being made of flames rescued him, in a sense. It told him to get up and find out or seek his masterpiece and... uh, take it up and go out into the world and protect those who cannot protect themselves. So, uh, Trevor's first thing was he remembered hearing, uh, some of the, the people in the shop talking about a town that was actually being attacked by monsters. So he figured, well, if he was supposed to go protect people, why not start there? Fantastic. And the, uh, the, the fire being also left you another gift didn't it that you have a, a familiar uh a, a hawk yeah. yes yeah. so you know it's not safe to go alone it's so a fucking it's a it bird slave not, not safe to go alone <laughs> i'm sorry what <laughs> a bird slave he's a fucking bird <laughs> slave, slave <laughs> bullshit all right he has a name i mean well, i'm so happy you named your slave that makes it so much better <laughs> that was just rude. Okay, uh, well, that gives us... <laughs> the... <laughs> it's not It's not going to go away. Uh, some some flame being gave it to me. It's not my choice. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not an excuse. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we, that is... Uh, that Those are our characters and the world that we're going to be diving into. Uh, we are all really excited to bring this world to life, and uh, we look forward to having everybody at our table. So thank you for listening, and we will be seeing you in our first episode soon. Thank you very much.